0: Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels, talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 150 of a yank on the footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving this episode a listen. In this episode, I'm going to go through my ladder predictions for the 2022 men's comp. Now, if you haven't checked them out already, I have published 17 club previews with podcast hosts or supporters of each of the 17 clubs. I have not yet done one for Richmond, and I am still trying to track down a Richmond supporter. So if you are a Richmond supporter and have some free time, say, this coming Saturday morning, and you would want to sit down and uh, preview the Tigers even after their first-round game with Carlton, I'd love to sit down and talk with you and uh, pick your brain and see what you think about the Tigers going into this year because they are a rather interesting club, and a lot of what's going to happen this year is going to be dependent upon what this three-time premiership team or club has done in the last, you know, couple of years and what they're going to be doing going forward here. So if you're interested, by all means, reach out to me because I'd love to to talk to you. Also, this year, uh, folks, we're in a bit of an interesting situation here in the United States. Now, those of us who are diehard footy fans, you know, we're members of our clubs, we're international members. Uh, There are many supporters here who have multiple memberships for both the AFL and AFLW clubs, that uh, that they support, and I'm not going to mention names on that or go through that, but I know several people that have many, many memberships, and I applaud them for that. I, I don't have that kind of disposable income right now to do that. I would love to, but I don't as of right now. But one of the things that that is happening here in the U.S., and it, it's just something that continues to just frustrate the hell out of me, is that I believe that the AFL and... Sports television here in the United States is missing a huge, huge opportunity to grow this game. If you listen to this podcast regularly, this is a drum that I beat in almost every single episode. And maybe you're tired of hearing about it. Maybe you're thinking, okay, yes, you're a token American that's talking about the game along with a couple of other people. But is it really going to make that big of an impact? Well, I think it could because this is a country that has... Grown up with gridiron from Pop Warner from little kids all the way through junior high and high school and college and then professional football. And it is on, you know, it's on all year round. They've created new leagues to play in the springtime here in like March and April to help meet the demand of the insatiable football fan here in this country. But here we have this fantastic game that so many people here just do not know about. And I think the AFL could do significantly more to sell the game to this generation because, sure, there are old farts like me that remember the game being on ESPN back when ESPN first started out. That's ancient history at this point in time. This is a whole new crop of people that never saw those games on there but love. Gridiron, that love soccer, that love basketball, that enjoy the contact and enjoy the dramatic type things that, you know, when you see with somebody taking a specky, something of that nature. We, we see that sort of thing with uh, people who are doing, uh, you know, fancy trick snow skiing and that sort of thing. Something that I've never, ever done. I tried skiing once and I almost hung myself with a tow rope on the bunny hill. I will never try that again. Thankfully, there were no video cameras when I was younger and I tried to do that. But here's the thing. The, this is such a huge market. And, I, and I've and talked about, you know, getting, you know, 1% of the population here. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I checked on the website afana.com, afan and I had one of their members on the podcast as a guest uh, back in 2020, I believe. And this is an organization that uh, that keeps tabs on Australian football here in the United States We'll uh, we'll write stories about the game, but we'll also track the schedule of the games that are being played here in the U.S. Well, they have not updated their website since February the 7th. And the last time they updated the website, and I've gone and looked on other sources as well, there's been no movement yet. The two channels that carried games last year, which are both Fox Sports channels, FS1 and FS2, have not reached any sort of an agreement with the AFL, and I'm not sure, and there were no women's games on here this year, which I think was a t- extraordinarily huge missed opportunity. Because we have, you know, female sports fans here that would like to see professional games with, with female athletes playing involved, and, and the men, of course, as well, because I watched the overwhelming majority of the games this year. I missed a few in the last couple of rounds here with getting these preview episodes done. But there has been no agreement reached as of yet. And typically they were showing three, maybe four games a week. And then on the uh, the the pay ser- the pay service, uh, Fox Soccer Plus, which was a subscription service, they would show another two or maybe three games each week. So you would get about two thirds of each round of the fixture on television here. You'd have to pay for part of it. The other part would be part of your your basic cable or your satellite television program or your, your package that you would get. That means as of right now, the only way to watch footy here in the U.S., unless you have the Watch AFL app or you use some sort of a nefarious means of watching footy, which I'm not for, for the record. I'm not saying that. I'm not advocating that. Well... There isn't a way there is not an opportunity for those of us who were here to try to recruit new supporters of this game because they have not reached out. They've not reached an agreement yet. I I don't know what the details are. I've not seen anything on it. I don't know if it's just something that got pushed to the bottom of the stack of uh, things to do or what it happens to be, you know, but This is a a huge marketplace for this game. This could be be huge. And uh, as I said, I've spoken about capturing just 1% of the population of this country, which would be about 33 million people. But even if we were to get one half of 1%, that still is 15 million people that could become new supporters of clubs in the AFL, which if they become diehard supporters and they've got disposable income, Maybe they become tourists. Maybe they go to Australia to watch games. Maybe they help to inject more revenue into the economy in Australia, which, like every economy around the, the world, has been you know scuffling in travel and tourism because of COVID. What if we get even 10% of those people to purchase memberships and gear for their favorite clubs? That's a huge economic windfall for all of these clubs. You know. And again, once the games come on, we do, and I'm just going to put it out there. We do a piss poor job here of marketing the game. There still is absolutely nothing that says that this game is going to be on at 3:30 in the morning, or this game is going to be on at 1:10 East Coast time. Set your DVRs. There's, there's, there's no little, no little crawl on the bottom of the TV. There's no marquee on there that says it's going to be on. The game just shows up on there. And and I've been following this game now for going on seven years, and and I'm. I'm damn tired of seeing the disrespect that that these networks are giving it. You know, one, because, well, first of all, they've not even signed a deal to put these, uh, these games on television as of yet. The games are starting in less than 48 hours. Hell, in less than 36 hours. And there's been no agreement reached as of yet. And they're just going to piecemeal it and just throw something together. And, you know, hell, those of us who are supporters, you know, that have the watch AFL app, you know, we're going to be able to watch our games when and where we want, but we're going to have friends who we would love to say, Hey, set your DVR at your house. So you can watch, you know, that game in the morning, you know, you know, it's, you know, don't, you know, you're going to, you're going to love it, you know, check it out. And maybe you, 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 you take them out to lunch and you sit down and talk with them about it. Or maybe you have them over at your house and you, uh, you show them a game, but you don't want them at your house every weekend to watch games because, you know, maybe that's just not your thing. But if they get interested in the game, kind of like I did seven years ago when I first started watching, it's that one, two, three games a weekend that began to pique our interest. And doggone it, Fox Sports here in the U.S., AFL, get off your butts and get something done here. Get the games on television here. Seriously. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And once you get that done, once you get that done, Tell the viewers when they're going to be on. I know it's too much to ask to get that highlight show. That's that's too last minute. That's not going to happen this year. Maybe if we keep pushing that, maybe that happens in 2024. Maybe that happens in 2025. But doggone it. Tell people what the games are on once you finally reach this agreement. And, and, and maybe they're not planning on reaching an agreement. Maybe there's going to be no footy on television here. Baseball's back here in the U.S. right now, but... I know I'm not the only disgruntled baseball fan or former baseball fan here in the United States. It, 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 this is a game that is, I think, destroying itself. You had a team that literally cheated their way to a championship. And they punished the head, the head coach, the manager of the team. They punished the guy in the front office. The players pretty much got off scot-free. These guys should have been kicked out of the game forever, never allowed to play the game again. But that didn't happen. They now have changed the rules because those, have, you may have seen on the sports networks there in uh, in Australia or wherever you're listening, Major League Baseball owners had locked out the players for several months. Basically, they wanted to work out a new uh, working arrangement, a new contract with the Players Association. And... They finally agreed to that just this past week. So the first two weeks of the season, I believe, have been canceled. So they're gonna each team's gonna lose about eight or ten games this year, I believe. Something like that. But one of the things that they did, one of the things that they did was they cha- they changed the rules. Now, this is this is I I know many of you who are, are footy purists were not big fans of the 666 arrangement. Um, you're not fans of the stand rule. I, I, I get that, okay? I think 6 6 not has not been a bad thing at all. I think you know, overall that has been adapted to pretty well. But if you've ever watched baseball at all, some baseball players, some people who are hitters, and I guess this would probably pl- apply to cricket also, that, uh, that the batters have the ability to hit the ball in all directions. I don't want to use the improper terminology here because I'm not that familiar with cricket, and I'm already going to sound like a dork talking about cricket to begin with here. But uh, the batters are able to hit the ball in different directions ba- based upon where the ball is coming to them. You know, if it's coming kind of away from them, they can push the ball away from them, or if it's coming kind of inside towards their body, they can get the bat around and, and pull it, you know, on the same side where they happen to be. Well, unfortunately, there are many many baseball players who have gone through history who have been phenomenal hitters, that if you if you look at a baseball diamond, that they can hit the ball in all directions. If they can take they can hit the ball where it's pitched. Okay, if the pitcher throws the ball away, then they can hit the ball the opposite direction. Or if it's inside, they can pull the ball where they where they need to pull it. Or sometimes they can inside out, and if they keep their hands in, they can get the, the bat head behind the ball, and they can still hit the ball the opposite direction. But there are some players, there are some players in the game, and I'm going to go ahead and call one out, a guy by the name of Joey Gallo. Okay, and he, I believe he plays for the New York Yankees now. Joey Gallo is a power hitter. Joey Gallo, when he makes contact... Hits some mammoth home runs, hitting the ball out of the stadium. Just absolutely crushes the baseball. But more often than not, when he comes up to bat, he strikes out. He doesn't hit the ball. He goes back and has to sit down. He doesn't reach first base. And I apologize if if you're somebody who's familiar with baseball and I'm insulting your intelligence. I apologize for that. That wasn't the, the reasoning behind this. But what he does not do is he does not hit the ball the other direction well at all. OK, he does not hit the ball the other way at all. So what clubs have done when he like players like himself and other players like him are not able to hit the ball the other direction, they move some of their defensive players into the direction of where he typically hits the ball. I mean, they have, you know, you you talk about um, AFL having a very statistics heavy um game and, it, and it, it is I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube with the, the statisticians that are caught that are doing the game I've got uh, Liam Crow who I've lined up to come on the podcast here in the new future near future to talk about statistics that I'm not familiar with as of yet I cannot wait to talk to him but baseball teams have Scouts they have statisticians they have people who track where players hit the baseball based upon how hard it was thrown where it was thrown to them and some of these players, can only hit the ball in one direction and they'll either hit it out of the baseball park or they'll maybe hit the ball on the ground, but in that direction. So the defensive teams have begun moving defensive players around to that side of the field to give them more opportunities to catch the ball and get them out. Well, now under this new collective bargaining agreement, baseball, the players are no longer allowed from what I've gathered. They are no longer allowed to shift defensively, meaning That lousy hitters like Joey Gallo, who can only hit the ball one direction, is going to be rewarded for his inability to hit the ball the other way by telling the defense, you can no longer have that extra player over there on that side of the field to try to keep me from getting a hit. That's like telling your your defensive players on the footy ground, you know what, You, you have to stay outside of the goal square. You're not allowed to defend in there because that that's just too close to the goal. We don't want to get in the way of the guy who's going to kick the goal because sometimes he sprays it off to the side. We want to make it easier for him to kick a goal. I'm sorry, but that that's, for lack of better terminology, that's bullshit. And it's it's one more reason why I have I have begun and I, I've 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 become somebody who hates the game that I once loved. And it and I, it just it it. That's why I am so happy that I found footy. That's why I I am so thrilled that I have fallen in love with this game. And sure, they've tweaked things around the edges a little bit, you know, the the interaction with the ref, the the umpires and the and the players. The uh, the one game it was the uh, the bulldogs, not the bulldogs, the uh, the D's um, practice match where they had eight fifty meter penalties called on them. I I hope that that sort of thing gets caught up and the the players figure out how to. To go about doing things properly, so those the fifty meter penalties don't happen in the future. I mean that was that was a little tough to see that occurring, but baseball I think has really screwed things up. But what I'm wanting to do is set up this, and I'm going to get back to this because I've kind of gone on a little bit of a detour here. Is I'm wanting to get footy fans who are also diehard NFL fans who love the NFL, and I've reached out to a couple of people already, and they said that they're on board. But I would love to get a dozen or so footy fans who are supporters of of different clubs in the NFL, to have this discussion, to to put together this this roundtable discussion on my podcast, and then be able to take that podcast out and maybe link it to some YouTube videos, and then send those videos along with that episode out to their NFL fans that live here in the United States and say, hey, you know what? This game right here, is played when the NFL is not playing. And it's a kick-ass game. You might want to check it out. So here's some of us who love your game and really love our game talking about our game. Hopefully you'll want to check it out. And if you've got questions, reach out to us because we would love to share this game with you. That's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I want to be able to share this game with as many people here as I possibly can. I'm... As I've said, I want to use this as kind of a bell tower to go up there and ring that bell and tell people you got to be checking out this game because it is such a fantastic competition. OK, so that's that's what I'm trying to do with this. And that, and I'm looking for ways to try to mobilize people here in the U.S. to try to get them excited about this game. OK, and and this was kind of the best way I could think of right now. Again, I'm going to say it, AFL, Fox Sports here in the U.S., get off your butts, get something done, get these games on television so we can get these people recruited to watch these things so you can start making money from this. You can start making some money from people watching your advertising. You're charging more money for advertising dollars. People are going to start buying memberships. They're going to start buying scarves and hats and jackets and hoodies and whatever the hell they're going to buy. Let's work on getting this done. Okay. I'm now going to step off of my soapbox here because I have ranted enough here. Okay. So I want to get into my predictions for 2022. And I'm going to first give you my award winners for this year. Okay. Here are my award winners for this year. And again, I'm not going to go through club by club, best and fairest or anything of that nature. I'm I'm not going to do that. But. My rising star prediction for this year is going to be Nick Dacos of Collingwood. I think Dacos is going to take the rising star this year for the Magpies. My Coleman medalist, my Coleman medalist this year. And I was impressed by how well he played and how he did out on the ground last year. It was a heck of a comeback. And I apologize, Essendon supporters, because you don't want to hear it. I am tipping Joe Danaher to take the Coleman this year. I think with Eric Hipwood out until midseason, it's going to be an opportunity. And with his ability to fly to the ball, I think that he's going to have a great opportunity to take a lot of marks that otherwise would have gone to Eric Hipwood. I'm going to go ahead and tip Joe Danaher to take the Coleman this year. And my Brownlow tip for this year, I'm not leaving Queensland. I'm not leaving Queensland for this. I am tipping Tuke Miller of Gold Coast to take the Brownlow this year. I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he's an absolutely phenomenal player. I uh I I did not get him on my fantasy side this year. Um was hoping to, but that didn't end up working out. I uh I did have kind of a funny situation. Um this morning, yeah, you know, we had our fantasy draft here in uh In the U.S. yesterday, myself and uh, Gil Griffin, who writes for Footyology, and Donnie Hess, who uh, is part of 4th and Long Radio, and Steez and the Don, who have the YouTube channel. And uh, there were 12 of us all together, and about seven of us were online doing this on a Zoom call. So we were drafting while we were on a Zoom call. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, I was getting... I got down to, to pick number 20 out of 22, and... I had the cursor hovering over the button word top for Tom Douday because I was going to take Tom Douday. I I would have I was ready to take him. I think he's a, a solid defender. He's a great up and coming defender. Um, just a, a decent guy also. And I, yeah, I've traded uh, messages with him on on Facebook not on Facebook but on Twitter before. Just seems to be a very genuine, nice nice man. And the person before me took him. So I'm watching it and I'm getting ready to click on it and he disappears from the screen and I just realized what happened and I, I let out, you know what, I've already sworn once in this episode, I'm going to mark it explicit. I'm sitting there, ah, oh, shit. Well, so I took Jack Henry, which I'm pleased with Jack Henry. Uh, he's a long he's a guy, so I'm, I'm not too brokenhearted about that. But this morning when I got to my classroom on Twitter, there was Tom Duday talking about AFL Fantasy, and uh, he was going to play it this year and was asking people to give uh, his, uh, you know, help him with naming his club. And I told him, I said, you know, I had just drafted my my club last night, and I said, I only swore one time during the draft, and it was right when the person picking before me took you for their club. And his response, and I thought it was hilarious, and if you find my Twitter feed, you'll you'll see it on there. He said something to the effect, he said, heck, I wouldn't even draft myself. So I, I thought that was funny. I I disagree with him on that. I think he's a, a terrific defender. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I just thought that was really, really humorous. So, again, I've got Joe Danimer winning the Coleman Tuke Miller taking the Brownlow, and the rising star of Nick Dacos. Now, let's look at my ladder predictions here. And uh, I've I've gone through, I've applied uh, their end-of-the-year records on here as well. And again, folks, I'm just I'm just an, uh, an American over here putting my list together. This is not gospel. I, I actually did a, uh, a random number generator uh, one this morning. That's not the one I'm using, although some of you may think that that's what I'm using. But the random number generator that I won had Port Adelaide finishing... Number one, it had Gold Coast finishing two, North Melbourne three, and St. Kilda finishing four. That was the random number, ge- number generator one. And it had Essendon finishing 18th, which, <laughs> well, let's be honest. I think I had Essendon last year at 17th, and uh, they ended up making finals. So um, I will give you a hint. I don't have Essendon at 17th this year. All right, so here I am going to go through this in reverse order. So at number 18, and unfortunately taking the wooden spoon for the second year in a row, I have the North Melbourne Kangaroos, and I have them finishing at 5 wins and 17 losses. And in the 17th spot, I have Hawthorne, also finishing 5 and 17, but with a slightly better percentage. And let's stay with the trend there. I have Adelaide finishing 16th, finishing 5 and 17. It pains me to put this one here at 15, but I just think with the the sheer volume of injuries that are going on right now with them, I think that they might get themselves bogged down. Maybe they're going to prove me wrong. Maybe their young kids are going to just come out and tear it up to start out this year, but they are decimated by injuries right now. I have the West Coast Eagles at number 15 on the ladder at 7 and 15. At number 14, I have the Collingwood Magpies also at 7 and 15. At thirteen, I have the Gold Coast Suns finishing at eight and fourteen. At twelve, and they bit me on the butt last year when I tried to uh, put them into eight, and I'm not I'm not going to get fooled by them this year. Although they're probably going to prove me wrong and finish number eight this year, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because I, I this is this is a year, quite frankly, this is a year where I think. 13 of the clubs could make the top eight. I mean, I think there are some that, maybe maybe even 14. If West Coast gets healthy, they hit, certainly have the talent to be in the eight. Okay? Don't get me wrong. I, I honestly think that West Coast has the talent to be in the eight. I just don't know if it's going to happen this year with the, the age and the sheer volume of injuries. But again, this is just a ladder prediction. This is not gospel. This is not the way it's going to work out, necessarily. Okay? So, in the 12th spot, I have Fremantle going 9-13. and 13. I did not put any draws in any of these clubs this year, okay? And number 11, number 11, I've got St. Kilda finishing at 11 and 11. And the number 10 spot, I have the GWS Giants also finishing at 11 and 11. I think that they're going to, you know, this is a very talented side, but I think, you know, missing the the spark plug that makes their club go, for the first several rounds of the year this year. Could put them behind the 8 ball a little bit. They might lose a couple games that maybe they should win. Because Toby Green is not out there. So I have GWS finishing at 11 and 11. In the number 10 spot. And in the number 9 spot. Creeping ever closer. But not quite there yet. And well. I thought about putting them in the 8. But then I remembered. I remembered. I remembered. Last year, on the Thursday, before the grand final, I was supposed to be on the Sporting Capital that morning to talk about the podcast. And, well, the Blues hired Michael Voss, and I wish Michael Voss nothing but the best going forward here, but they hired Michael Voss that day instead of waiting until Monday. So I got bumped from that program, so nobody got to hear about the podcast on the radio. Would have been some great advertising. So I have Carlton finishing 12-10 and and finishing in the number 9 spot. Which means if you didn't hear your club's name yet, guess what? I've got him in the 8. In the 8 spot, also finishing 12 and 10, rebounding after an injury decimating year, I've got the Richmond Tigers back in the number 8 spot. In the number 7 spot, I've got the Essendon Bombers finishing 12 and 10 as well. In the number six spot, finishing thirteen and nine, and I think this is where the uh, the age starts to creep up on them a little bit. I've got the Geelong Cats finishing in the number six spot. In number five, number five, I've got the Port Adelaide Power finishing fifteen and seven. I've got them finishing fifteen and seven, and in the number five spot, which means, of course, if you haven't heard your club's name yet, they're in the top four on my list. Number four, I have the Sydney Swans finishing 16 and six. In the number three spot, I've got the Melbourne Demons finishing 16 and 6. In the number two spot, I've got the Brisbane Lions finishing 17 and 5. And in the number one spot also finishing at 17 and 5, I've got the Western Bulldogs as the minor premieres this year. So there's my ladder predictions. There's my ladder predictions. So, let's take a look at how I see the fi- how you see the finals shaking out here, okay? In the elimination finals, I've got Port Adelaide defeating Richmond, and I have Geelong defeating Essendon. Okay? In the qualifying finals, I've got the Bulldogs beating Sydney, and I have Brisbane beating Melbourne at the Gabba. In the semifinals, I've got Sydney knocking off Geelong, and I have Melbourne defeating Port Adelaide. Now, if I did the switch correctly, I think I have these games correct here. In the prelims, in the prelims, that's where we get our rematch of last year's grand final. I have Melbourne knocking off the Bulldogs in the prelim. So Melbourne's going to knock off the minor premiers here. And in the second prelim, I have Brisbane knocking off Sydney. And in the grand final, in the grand final... I have Brisbane losing to Melbourne at the MCG. So I have Melbourne repeating as premiers this year. I have Melbourne repeating as premiers this year from the number 3 spot on the ladder. Okay? That's my that's my ladder this year. So again, 1 Bulldogs, 2 Brisbane, 3 Melbourne, 4 Sydney, 5 Port Adelaide, 6 Geelong, 7 Essendon, 8 Richmond, 9 Carlton, 10 GWS, 11 St Kilda, 12 Fremantle. 13, Gold Coast, 14, Collingwood, 15, West Coast, 16, Adelaide, 17, Hawthorne, and 18, North Melbourne. Now, here's the thing. North Melbourne, Hawthorne, Adelaide, I know I've got them down at the bottom of the ladder, but those are really up-and-coming clubs. That that North Melbourne side, I think, is going to be pushing for a spot in the 8 maybe by next year. OK, I think Hawthorne, maybe they have one more year, but they've got they've got a good group of quality veterans on that side, too. So they may win more games anyway. So what we might see happening here is that we might see the teams that are finishing up at the top of the ladder actually getting fewer wins. We might not see a 17 and five be being the minor premiers. We might see a 15 and seven or a 14 and eight. With a few more wins going to those clubs that are a little bit further down the ladder, I think that there's. I think there's a little bit more parity here in the league this year than maybe there has been. Because some of the teams that are, you know, that are in the, the midst of their rebuilds, North Melbourne, Hawthorne, Adelaide, I think these clubs are gonna give give some other clubs fits. Collingwood have still got a very strong side of, of of good veterans, and they've injected a lot of really good young players into that side over this next couple this last couple of years. Okay, and and let's be honest, the wild card right there is going to be the man with the goggles, Mason Cox. I, I, I think that that could possibly help him a little bit. You know, I, again, I have no idea how impaired his vision was without the goggles during the course of the game, but if those work for him, those could certainly be a game-changer for him. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, become an All-Australian, but he could have, a you know, he could have one hell of a rebounding year here, and it could be something that the Magpie supporters are like, all right, let's sign him up again for next year. Let's bring him back again. So that, that's my letter prediction there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Cause I know that I've probably got your team in the wrong spot and you're not going to be happy about it, but those were my tips. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm calling it here from my walk-in closet upstairs at my house. Uh, so what the hell do I know? Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I hope, I hope you, you like that. I, I, I hope that there's that we're kind of simpatico as far as the whole idea of trying to figure out how to get this game marketed more here in the U S just because of the sheer number of people that we have here. It's a great opportunity and we've not really taken very good advantage of it. You know, we, you can't go back to ESPN because every time, you know, they talk about footy on ESPN, they make fun of it. And I just, it just, it, and I, I don't watch ESPN very often, but I'll see the clip show up on YouTube or something where, where they make fun of the game and it just, I don't know about you, but if you're a footy fan that lives here in the U S and we see Scott Van Pelt making fun of footy again, it just pisses me off. I just, I just, I don't like sanctimony. I really don't. I don't, I don't like this. You know, our, our games are superior to your game. So we're going to make fun of yours just because you don't understand the damn thing. Doesn't mean you need to make fun of it. Okay. So i I'm, I'm Maybe I'm tired and grumpy tonight because I put out my final three preview episodes tonight. So it's about 1030 at night here as I'm finishing recording this, and I'm ready to go to bed. But, uh, well, you know what? I I can't thank all of you enough, okay? This has been these last few weeks where I've been doing these interviews, previewing these clubs. I have had the chance to talk to some fantastic people, have some great conversations, and, and a lot of people that I didn't get a chance to talk to that I still want to talk to. There are several of you who signed up on my Register as a Guest form that, yes, I do want to talk to you. I just was not able to set something up or yeah, I'd emailed or sent a message and it maybe got lost in the transmission or translation and it didn't get to where it needed to be. But don't give up hope on me, okay? Because I do want to talk to you because that's one of the things that I've really begun to love from the format that, I, that I'm that i doing here. Yes, I love talking about the games, but, God, I, I, I love learning about the experiences of other people. So maybe I can kind of vicariously experience what they did. Boy, that sounds an awful lot like uh, Robin Williams from that movie One Hour Photo, and it wasn't intended to do that. That sounds kind of stalkerish, but that wasn't what I was meaning to do there. I just, I just, you know, like, for example, the episode that I put out tonight with uh, Stephen Campbell, just hearing his stories of his formative years and becoming a, uh, a footy fan and becoming a Bulldog supporter. And then when I asked him in that episode, and if you haven't listened to it yet, I strongly encourage you to do so. Even if you're not a Bulldog supporter, the man had some fascinating stories. I, I asked a question. I asked a question whether he would be in favor of the club going back to the name Footsgray. And he gave me a very impassioned answer. Now I'm not going to tell you what his answer was there, because I want you to listen to that episode but it was it was an extraordinarily logical and impassioned reasoning as to why he felt the way that he did and yes, i love getting those stories from people and I, and i and and i have had folks that have have given me leads to talk to new people and, and and that is that that is wonderful and and i and i need to get a little more confident when it comes to reaching out to talking to names in the game. Yes. I mean, I've, I've had the chance to talk to to Kate Roffey, an absolutely wonderful person. I mean, I've talked to Donald McDonald. I've talked to Frank Davis. I talked to Ricky Nixon back in 2020, you know, just uh, you know, narrowly meadows. Uh, I'm sitting down tomorrow morning to talk with Sarah Burt from the age newspaper about the AFLW comp and finals. Cannot wait to do that. Cannot wait to do that. So I, I'm just thrilled that you're along from the, for the ride. And I love meeting up with new people, even if it's only over a screen through a Zoom call. Okay, it's absolutely it's absolutely wonderful to be able to do that. All right. So, folks, don't forget that anything that you need to find as far as the podcast is concerned, you can find over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope that you'll check it out. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can share your views, uh, leaving me a little note there. You can get on the mailing list, so when a new episode comes out or when I get ready to do a live episode, you can uh, get that sent to you in your email. And when it comes to the live episodes, I usually put out the notification for that at least 24 hours in advance. So that gives you know you time. If you, if you choose to try to come on to, the, to that and listen to that as it's going on live, um, you can do so. And I love getting you know people to come in to talk uh, during that time as well. One of the other things is... If you really are enjoying the show, if you're enjoying the podcast and you like what I'm doing, please consider leaving me a review over there, either on my website or there are links which will take you to Apple Podcasts, so you can leave a review there as well. But what that lets me do is it lets me, and if it's a great review, and I and I hope it is, I hope I've earned a great review from you, if you like it, I, it lets me share that review with other people who are prospective listeners and say... Wow, that is something that uh, I might need to check out because this sounds like this is this is a pretty decent uh, program here, pretty decent thing that I might actually enjoy. So, if you're interested in that, that'd be fantastic. Okay, if you want to help out that way, uh, and again, if you want to help out the show, you can click on that little button in the bottom left-hand corner, which is the Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, to help you know keep the lights on, so to speak, with the podcast, to help defray some of the cost of that. And also, if you're interested in any of the gear, if you may have noticed, I changed the uh, logo. Uh, Waza King from the Eagle Nation podcast put that new logo together for me. I think it's extraordinarily sharp. But I have two different permutations of that up on my... Redbubble bubble page so if you're looking for a new sticker for your uh, back window of your ute or you got a free spot on the back of your laptop that you want to put on there that'd be fantastic i haven't pulled the trigger to order one of those yet but i'm going to i figure great time doing that would be uh sometime maybe tomorrow because my wife's going to be heading to go visit her mom in mexico uh for a week so i might be able to make that purchase while she's out of town and she won't yell at me then Well, she's not going to yell at me anyway, but she'll say, what do you need more stickers for? And I'll say, because I've got space left. So again, folks, don't forget that you can reach me by email at footy at gmail.com, as well as on Twitter at yank underscore on, and on Facebook and Instagram at footy. I do hope you'll consider signing up for the mailing list so you can get that podcast episode sent to you as soon as it comes out fresh out of the oven, and as well as the invitations for any of the live episodes. Folks. The new season is upon us. We are about 24 hours away. I'm excited. I have not tipped my club to win the grand final. I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope they make the run at it. I hope they take I hope they win the grand final this year. I don't know how optimistic I am, but I I, I think that it is still a very solid club, but I recognize that it is an older club. And I hope that they're able to hold up. I hope that I've put them on there way too low at the number six spot. Could they be a top four side? Sure they could. Sure they could. Will they be? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think they could, but I don't, I I wasn't going to be so bold as to put them there because I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to just try to keep their powder dry until finals. You know, if they, if they can stay in the top eight, you know, win the elimination final and try to move on from there. We'll see what happens. Okay. But they'd have to, you know, Play on the road, pretty much every round after that. Then, which you know, let's be honest, they have to play on the road in the finals anyway, because I don't think they're going to get a home uh, finals match, especially with the uh, the the uh, stands being rebuilt right now. So, um, folks, I do hope you'll consider sharing this episode or the podcast itself with your friend, your friends, and family. Tell them what you think of it. If you like it, share it with them. It'd be a huge help to me. I I, I thank you in advance for that, and. All of your kind words that you have shared, the comments that you share with me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, the, the comments that have come through on the website. I cannot thank you enough. I truly, truly appreciate it. You know, I got a review this morning and I shared the link out on social media. It is it's one of the kindest things that anybody has ever said to me. And I cannot I can't thank them enough. And I have to be honest with you that that uh, review is going to be part of a, uh, a post that I'm going to be putting out through my Facebook page, and I'm going to actually put out as a Facebook ad as well, because I, I think that that might help to drive some more traffic to the website, to the to the podcast there, especially since I have 17 new episodes. So again, don't forget, if you are a diehard NFL fan, and you would be interested in that roundtable discussion, please reach out. Send me an email. you know, Send me a, a note on my website. Uh, send me something through Messenger or through a DM on Twitter, or whatever the Messenger aspect is on Instagram. I'm not exactly sure what that one's called. I, I get things from there from time to time. So if you're interested in doing that, please reach out. Because in the next couple weeks, I would love to do that on a uh, on like a Saturday morning, Melbourne time, to sit down and talk about that after you know the the first uh, the first games of uh, of Friday night have taken place. Then, okay. I'd love to do that on a Saturday morning your time, which would be a Friday night for me. Okay, I think that would be fantastic to be able to to do that. Folks, again, thanks for the kind words. As always, may your dribble kick never, ever, ever hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 150 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. Again, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye. Now, one other thing, folks, before I wrap up, before I close this out. And I have been doing this for a while, and I kind of tapered off here recently as I was trying to churn is probably the best word I can use, like you would churn butter. I've been churning out these preview episodes here over the last couple of weeks. But one of the things that I've really enjoyed doing is learning about some of the local footy clubs and, you know, finding a club to feature as the club of the episode. And sometimes I will link that with the person that I'm having on as a guest. But if you are somebody who is involved with a local club, and this can be down at the OSKIC levels all the way to maybe a, uh, like a VFLW club or a, uh, you know, something that, you know, from the waffle or one of the, you know, a local club in Tasmania or in the Northern territories or wherever you happen to be. If you have a club that you would like to have featured, if you have a club that you'd like to have featured, drop me a note at one of my socials and, you know, pass along the information about the club. And I'd love to include that because if, if, if you want to get a shout out for your club, I would love to do that. And it would, uh, I'm not saying that I mind the legwork of, of finding which club to talk about, but you know, it, it would be, uh, you know, I, I'm following several, not several thousand, but at least like 1500 different local clubs on my, uh, instagram account so i have to scroll through there to figure out which ones have i looked at before which ones have i not which ones can i find their website online so if you've got a local club and you're uh you want to have it you know getting a shout out in an episode by all means shoot me a note and give me some of the details about the club and i would love to give your club a shout out all right okay folks thanks